Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. I am not a creative person. I don't paint or craft or play a musical instrument. While I can appreciate beauty, I have a hard time moving beyond the functional. When our parish administrator, Kathleen, asks how I'd like to decorate for a certain event, I remind her that I would be perfectly happy eating cupcakes off of paper towels in a back room. (laughs) Once in college, a literature professor pulled me aside after class and reminded me that it was okay to let my papers wander a little bit to get a bit messy in my arguments about Victorian British literature. I told him I was not a writer that I intended to be a lawyer, and therefore my arguments would be concise and succinct. He understandably sighed, nodded, and continued giving me A's on my tightly constructed and methodical arguments. But there is one creative activity that I do love, and it's preaching. Someone told me a long time ago that the best sermons come from the preacher preaching to themselves, and I have found that to be true. Every week, I spend the whole week reading the scriptures and pondering my relationship to the text. I walk around our neighborhood considering what the socio-historical context is of the story. I garden while while wondering about the original language for this or that. I wake up in the middle of the night thinking of what the Holy Spirit is saying to us this week. And then on Friday, I try to get real quiet and splash some ink on the paper. I try to get messy. I write without purpose. I let myself have a crappy first draft. Sometimes my thoughts come together, and sometimes they don't. But either way, come about, you know, 1049 on a Sunday morning, a sermon has got to be preached. Sometimes it's methodical, sometimes it's messy. But it is the only creative way I know to process the world around me. In today's gospel, two of Jesus' disciples are also trying to process what has happened in the past couple of days. They are walking the path from Jerusalem, where they just saw Jesus crucified, to Emmaus, about seven miles away. On the way, they're trying to make sense of what they just witnessed when a stranger appears and walks with them. The stranger asks what they're discussing, and they respond, have you been living under a rock? So they tell him all about the various puzzle pieces. There was a great prophet who was crucified. Then these crazy women came back with a story about how angels told them he's alive. And after the men checked it out, they did confirm the body was gone. But even with all those pieces, these believers couldn't quite make sense of all they had seen and heard. So this stranger tries to help them put the messianic puzzle pieces together by walking them through the scripture. But it's not until that evening when the stranger takes, blesses, breaks, and gives them the bread that their eyes are opened It is not until then that the puzzle pieces come together. It is not until then 
that they recognize Jesus. When we come to this table every Sunday, we are trying to make sense of what happened this week. And we may have already started. We may be praying about something, talking with a therapist, painting our feelings, walking our dog every night, trying to put all of the puzzle pieces together. But it is not until we encounter the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, it is not until we take, bless, break, and give the bread that Jesus' presence in our lives is revealed. That we can see he was walking on the road next to us the whole way after all. Eucharist is more than just a memorial snack or a family meal. It is not just a symbol of the meal Jesus shared with his followers. We believe something truly transcendental happens at this altar. It is us living into the memory of the Last Supper. Us bringing that memory forward into the present. Us encountering the real presence of Christ and the four Eucharistic actions given to us at the Last Supper and seen in our Gospel today. Taking, blessing, breaking, and giving. It is us participating in this sacrament, not just with the folks in these pews, but with everyone who says these words and performs these actions across the world and across time. It is us coming to the table, not just with our brothers and sisters here, but also joining our voices with angels, archangels, and all the company of heaven as we bring our gifts to the altar and ask God to infuse them with his presence. And we do believe that Jesus becomes present to us through these actions every Sunday without fail. We believe Christ becomes present in this bread and this wine. And then we consume him. We carry him out of here with us. And we see what he reveals to us about all of the things we try to make sense of in this world. He meets us where we are. He listens to all of the puzzle pieces. And then somehow, he helps us put them all together in whatever way, shape, or form makes sense to us. And he walks with us for another week until we come together again to participate in this great Eucharistic mystery. When I was a kid, especially as a sleep-deprived teenager, my dad would try to drag me to the 8 a.m. service with him. And especially on Sundays, when I would sleep in and miss both services, he used to lecture me about the importance of church. My week just doesn't begin until I've gone to church, he would tell me. And as I got older, I realized what he meant. I had friends elsewhere. I could go to a restaurant for food. I had books that made me think about how the world worked. But every week at church, I encountered the living Christ and the breaking of the bread. And that was something I could not get anywhere else. And having missed church for three whole months, I was reminded of that lesson. As Christians, our week begins and ends with Eucharist. We spend time with Christ 
in a way we've seen him over and over again in the breaking of the bread. And that allows us to recognize him in other parts of our lives. Many of us have ways of trying to figure out the meaning of life or why things happen or the millions of questions we ponder each week of our lives. We may have a creative outlet that helps us, like journaling, painting, playing music, etc. Some of us have therapists or spiritual directors. And some of us just go on long walks with our friends. But like the fellows on the road to Emmaus, seeing Christ in the breaking of the bread each week helps us to recognize all the ways he has been in our midst. It helps us to see him in the scriptures we read and the prayers we pray. It helps us to recognize how our hearts were strangely warmed when he came close. And it helps us recognize him in the face of the stranger we encounter every day. Amen.